Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Have you heard of AFOLs? That is adult fans of Lego. Yes, there are a lot of them. It's not just for when you were a kid anymore and playing with it. And you know what many of these adult fans of Lego are finding? That it's not just a hobby. It actually helps their mental health. Just check it out on YouTube here too because the number of adults that are actually doing really well you know, leaving their traditional jobs, actually building Lego full time, posting these videos on YouTube. You'd be shocked at the number of people who are actually doing this. And there are shows, right? Shows like Lego Masters, which is a show that our next guest actually participated in. It is Stephen Yeo, who's a Calgary firefighter and the runner up in Lego Masters season three. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. Hey, thanks for having me. What do you love about Lego? Lego is a multifaceted element in my world. It was something I got to do with my kids when they were really young. And it's also something that I'm now doing with them as teenagers and getting my wife involved in having true family activities. Okay, but I've noticed as well that Lego is more and more kind of targeting their items to adults like you, Stephen. Isn't that what they're doing? Absolutely. It seems like the trend has gone that way. I think post-pandemic, there were a lot of people that were looking for uh, meaningful hobbies that they could do from the home front. And Lego was one of those things that was very easily accessible. Uh, so the Lego Corporation realizing that more adults were getting involved with it, I think they're starting to target sets specifically for the adult community now, which I appreciate. Okay, so what do you build? What do you do? Well, I'm what's called a mock builder. So I do my own creations. So typically when a new set comes out, even though it excites me that the, the new modular, the new car, the new um, buildings of, of various types have, have come out there, I look at the parts and pieces that are involved in it. And then I take the inventory and I figure out if I want to own those bricks in particular. So when I buy a set, I'll build it once, I'll deconstruct it, and then those bricks go into my brick inventory. And then I do large-scale creations for um, things like conventions. And that's what got me recognized for Lego Masters. Okay, wait a minute. What is, I have to know, what does, how big is your brick inventory? <laughs> have you seen the show Lego Masters? <laughs> I've only watched a little bit of it and I know that it can get pretty serious, but tell me how big yours is. Um, I, I have what I call my brick pit as well. It would be in line with what they, they have on the show. Um, I'm, I'm very fortunate that for me, this hobby is very, very deep-seated and long-rooted for me. I, I got into Lego back in the 70s, so I've had a few decades to collect, and I've, I've got multiple millions of parts and pieces, so uh, I have a very large inventory of parts. Okay, what don't you have? What do you still look for? Well, I'm always looking for vintage sets, because as a kid, I could only afford what my allowance uh, would, would give me, so it was mostly the smaller sets. So the bigger things were more elusive to me as a kid unless I got them as Christmas gifts or birthday gifts. So uh, as an adult enthusiast, I'm still a collector at heart. And when I look at Facebook Marketplace or those types of uh, secondary markets, if I see a vintage set that I wanted as a kid, then I home in on those ones. Okay, wait a minute. You said you have kids, right? Because you talked about this as a family activity? Yeah, yeah. I've got three kids who were deep into it very early on, and now they're 19, 17, and 15. And there may be a little 
little more casually involved because they have other things like friends and schools and cars and stuff like that to right. occupy them. But they talk we about, also, you know, they're like, our, our dad. <laughs> they yeah, tell their friends, our dad is seriously into Lego. Yeah, and when they have friends come over and, and they say, hey, we're a Lego family, usually everyone has a relationship with Lego and people will say, yeah, we have a lot of Lego. And then they walk into our basement and they <laughs> they get a little awestruck. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we've got Lego. Not like this, though. How long yeah. have you been doing this for, Stephen? Like, has it been your whole life? It's been pretty much my whole life. I believe my first set I got was 78 or 79. Um, and then ever since that, it was kind of the focal point of what I wanted for gifts around the Christmas season and birthdays and, and such. Um, as a younger adult putting myself through university, it had to take the back burner because I couldn't really afford it because it's not the, the cheapest of hobbies to get into. No, it is uh, not. But as soon, <laughs> yeah, as, as soon as I, I had a, a decent profession, I started accumulating more. And then once I had kids, it was just carte blanche for me to go crazy with it. Okay. What does it do for you then? Does it help you relax? Does it help you focus? Oh, absolutely. It's a total relaxation piece for me. And perhaps at the time, I wasn't cognizant of it being that way right then and there. But I have a very cerebral job as a Calgary firefighter. Uh, I get exposed to a lot of psychological stresses in this world. And also raising a young family, it's very stressful. So it uh, it gave me this escape at the end of the day. So once the kids were in bed, I would go down to my little studio space and I'd pull out a, a box set to create and then modify it and change it into things that I wanted. And I didn't realize at the time that that was that um, mental escape, the, the the step away from logic centers and right. being truly creative and give yourself a little internal balance. Where do you find your inspirations in? Do you see things and think, oh, I want to build that? Oh, yeah. I, I, the entire world I look at around me is how can I recreate it in Lego, whether it's a tree when I'm walking the dog or um, a building as I drive down the street or uh, something inspirational from pop culture movies. I, I like to just recreate the things that jump out at me. Wait a minute, Stephen, do you keep, you can't keep all these things. Like, but see, are you creating these things and then, and then breaking them apart again? Yeah, the pr- pure joy of Lego is that each brick can have numerous possibilities. So one day it'll be part of a building and the next day it'll be part of a car. And then the week after that, it'll be part of a landscape. So uh, depending on, on the convention season and the conventions that I plan on going to, because there's multiple all across the country all, all year round, and even outside of uh, Canada and the United States, there's some really big conventions. I'll build things and then display them for two or three or four shows, and then they come back home and they get decommissioned and pulled apart. Okay, do you do that? Does that ever hurt you? Like, is that, oh, is that I hard? Love it. I, I love it. There's a few pieces over the years I've become quite attached to, so they've stayed on my my um, my little shelf of creativity down in my studio. But ultimately, over time, all those parts get repurposed into new projects. So what are those I'm, pieces I'm that you're most proud of? Uh, one of the pieces I'm most proud of uh, is a house um, from the movie Up, that multicolored house. Yes. So but before it actually became a Lego set about 10 years ago, my kids encouraged me to build it because they liked, they liked asking to build things that didn't currently exist in the Lego inventory. So that was one of my all-time favorites, uh, and I've, I've kept it around for a little while. And also, my my mom, when I was growing up, The Wizard of Oz was her favorite movie. So uh, about six, seven years ago, they created Wizard of Oz figures for the Lego Movie 2. And I did the classic movie poster, Yellow Brick Road, with the Emerald Palace in the background. So that's another one of my faves. So cool. Did you ever think, though, like looking at that, looking at your basement, going to these conventions, do you ever have a moment where you go, I, I really can't believe I'm doing this like with Lego? Well, this last couple of years in particular, um, Lego was just, 
something that I had a niche for. My family enjoyed it. Then I joined the Lego club. So I was with like-minded people. And I, I just felt like the universe was fairly small. And I went to conventions and then realized it was bigger. And then I got invited to participate in Lego Masters. And I didn't fully comprehend the magnitude of that experience until after the fact. And now Did I go to conventions and people want autographs and pictures. It's, it's quite phenomenal. <laughs> Do you feel like you're with I'd your people? You go there and you're like, oh, these are my people. These are totally my people. Absolutely. So what do you have left to do here? Do you just more things that you want to build, more kits that you want to get? Uh, I'm always collecting. I'm always looking. Um, Lego does hard releases of new sets a couple times a year. So I'm always anticipating the newest, latest and greatest sets. But again, not always because I want to recreate or build those sets, but I want to use those parts and pieces for other projects. So it's uh, it, it never stops for me. There's always something on the back burner. This is what I'm curious about with Lego, right? Because my kids went through that big time Lego phase. Like, do you prefer the kits where you're going to build something specific or do you want the loose Lego? Uh, Often it's the loose parts that are going to interest me the most. But that said, they they do a highly anticipated modular building every single year. They only release one a year. And I I just built the one from this upcoming year yesterday. So yesterday was International Build Day, which they encourage you to find a set that you want to build and build it. So that was my project yesterday. And that one will stay built. Did you say rebuild it? So like, do you take things down and maybe build them again? Sometimes if I, if I want the challenge of, uh, this is, this is how deep of a nerd you can be with this stuff. Sometimes I'll build (laughs) it in the way that the box is intended. And then sometimes I'll do the mirror image build of it just to test my my knowledge on how things work. Because sometimes building it left-handed versus right-handed is a little bit different. Okay. Okay. I am truly impressed now. <laughs> truly impressed. Where can people see your work, Stephen? Uh, I'm most, I'm, I'm under Yo-Yo Firebricks. Um, beyond that, I go to convention. a big one actually up your way. Uh, it's called Brick Can. It happens in the spring. I'm one of the original members that helps organize it. So anyone who's interested in, in seeing amazing creations in your area of the world, it's the, I believe it's in April this upcoming year. And uh, it's well worth it. They do public viewings on Saturday and Sunday. What's it called again? It's called Brick Can. All right. I'm going to have to look it up. I'm sure there are people who'd want to see this. Stephen, thank you so much for teaching us about this today. You're quite welcome. Thanks for having me on your show.